Do you ever feel like you're trying to get your team motivated, inspired, and engaged to meet and also reach your personal goals or the KPIs of your organization? Staying well while also advancing in your career and maybe even enjoying life? Are you constantly searching for simple, easy to apply and practical techniques to inspire, motivate yourself and your team? But no matter what you do, despite wanting to lead and perform with intention, your habits just take over. So come on, let's get you feeling limitless. Pause, reflect, and learn from handpicked subject matter experts that are thought leaders in their field. Let's explore practical tools to make you and your teams feel limitless at the whiteboard. Hello, and welcome to At The Whiteboard. I am your host, Nicole North, and I am joined by the lovely Diane Allen today. Hello, Diane. Hi, Nicole. How are you this fine, fine Friday? I'm doing great. How about you? I am very, very well. I'm so thrilled to have uh, Diane here today because I think that the work she does is so interesting uh, with respect to how leaders and teams can start to uh, focus and get in flow. So I'd love to start out. Diane, could you introduce yourself and tell us all about you? Well, thank you. Um, Diane Allen, I am known as the Own Your Potential speaker and violinist, and I deliver keynotes and sessions and programming about the positive psychology of peak performance, which happens to be the flow state. And I am a violinist. I have had a full career as a violinist, and now I, I now combine my, my speaking with my violin playing and just have a really good time. Uh, yeah, the whole thing about being a leader, I, um, I used to be the lead violinist of a symphony orchestra for 15 years. And everything about that role was what I like to call silent leadership, because when you're playing in an orchestra, you can't turn around and talk to people. <laughs> so how do you lead energetically? How do you influence people to follow your lead? Um, and I did all of that by getting in flow. And then how do you ignite group flow in teams? Because everything about orchestral playing is about teamwork. So that's just a real brief snapshot of what I do and some applications of it. So wonderful. And I think as the world moves to a hybrid workforce and, and some of us still operating in this remote workforce, uh, generating that uh, inspiration and generating that leadership from a, a tiny little square uh, is probably also uh, very much a focus of, of where your work can really add impact. And so I want to know, I'm going to ask you one of my go-to facilitator questions. So if you were to uh, be watching someone uh, with binoculars, what would flow look like? So it depends on who you're looking at because everybody gets into their flow state in a different way. But since I'm a musician, I'm just gonna start with that. Uh, if you see a musician, you're at a concert, and you see a musician really into the music, you know they're in flow. Very cool. And what about a leader? If you saw a leader leading a team on Zoom and they were in flow, what would they look like? They would be completely completely in their element. They would be in their most unique, authentic self mm -hmm. and exuding that 
energy and you would you you might see it in the glow or in the expression of their face or just you might see it in how other people around them spark and uh, feel like they're sparked in inspiration as well. I love that. I love thinking of the, uh, you know, my, my passion is always creating that limitless leader. And I can imagine a limitless leader when they are in flow is, you know, leaning in, uh, creating that eye contact, which now means I don't get to look at your beautiful face. I'm staring into the, into the green light of my webcam, um, leaning in, smiling, uh, looking alert, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So I love that. And so if I were to pull out my uh, Dating Myself Whisper 2000 from that old infomercial, what would I hear when someone is in flow? And let's do it with a leader. Let's stick with the leaders on on the the webcams. <laughs> you would hear the tone of their voice. You would hear a combination of being enthusiastic and grounded at the same time. You would hear the genuineness in their nature and you would hear that that inspirational piece within them. It's different for each person, but you would you would hear their I guess you could say their unique inspirational thumbprint. Oh yeah, the tone of voice, um, the the speed of their cadence, how fast they're talking, uh, the range in their vocality. I mean, for me, I'm I'm over expressive, you know, I'm nearing on the edge of too expressive. Uh, oh, there's I, no such thing. Are you kidding? <laughs> Um, but, you know, and I find a lot of people, sometimes I'll be training them on, you know, how to engage better in hybrid teams and how to do that. And they say, well, we, we can't just be like you. And so I love the, the frame that you've added on this is that, you know, it's flow is different for everyone and how it's manifested is, dip, is different. Um, when you know someone, uh, you will be able to recognize when they've hit that kind of peak performance, that peak flow. And it'll sound different for everyone. Me, it's excitable and Tony and my hands are flapping. Um, but for someone else, it might be different. So let, let me just dive right into that because I worked with the chief operating officer of a medical center who her, when we met, she was talking about the communication roadblocks that she was hitting and how rude people were at meetings. They interrupted and then they pointed fingers at her for lack of leadership. And she, in her own unique way, she is an introvert. She is the chief operating officer. But when we dived in and we really looked at where is she? When she gets into her flow state the most, she was at work. And what she was doing on the outside, she was having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. But on the inside, she was putting aside her thoughts and deeply listening and why that's so meaningful for her is that the deeper she listens the deeper she connects so once she understood this about herself meetings looked very differently they sounded very differently for her because what she did was she would set up the meeting in a way where she could listen she would tell people the main objective she would tell them that she wanted to take the time to listen to each person's point of view. So those people witnessed her in her deep listening superpowers. And that becomes influential. The meetings became very silent, no interruptions anymore. And then at the end, they usually, because they, 
they had the time and the space to listen to each other, at the end, they would just have these incredible brainstorming sessions because they were able to just be in space together. She held that space. So that is a very different look and a very different sound compared to you and I, who are pretty gregarious and out there. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I think when it makes sense when I'm probably reflecting on when I am at my best, it's not only when I'm speaking out, that's what's easy. It's when I'm also uh, spending a lot of time listening and processing and recalling that information back. So uh, I think that's fascinating. Flow can can sound maybe gregarious and uh, loud and animated, but it could also sound like silence and thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fascinating. I love it. Okay. And now my last question um, in the, the magical trio of what does it look like, sound like, feel like is feel like and I'm going to make you go twofold. Uh, what does it feel like when you are in flow? And then what does it feel like for others experiencing your flow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So personally, flow feels limitless. You, you, you feel yourself in a space where you feel uninhibited. You are feeling yourself in um, it, it kind of two things happen. You're you're in a heightened receiving mode. So you might be receiving that feel of receiving new information or receiving connecting the dots and receiving being able to see things at a new level. And then at the same time, uh, there's this feeling of liberation inside you. And I'll, I can tell you the technical reason why in just a little bit. So that's this this experience of just kind of riding this wave. And, and the reason why it's called flow is because the psychologist who titled it had interviewed so many people and they kept just saying, it feels like I'm in flow. So Mihai Csikszentmihalyi is the name of that psychologist. Now, when people are in flow, it's contagious. So the people around them start to get into their flow state. So they feel that energy of that person being in flow. I Let me give you a really fun example, Nicole. Apollo 13 is a movie that we've all watched. Houston, we have a problem, right? We've got three astronauts in space. They have to get them down safely to Earth. And so flow is, is triggered at the intersection of skill and challenge. So you have a whole bunch of these engineers at NASA using their skills, but now they have this challenge, this incredibly heightened challenge of getting these three astronauts down safely. Now, I know this is a movie. I know that it's gonna, you know, gonna be dramatic, but there are these great little clips when, when you go to that point where they say, hey, Houston, we have a problem, and then you see them troubleshooting, this movie captures a whole bunch of little vignettes of people in group flow. And you can watch, you can go on YouTube and find these little clips and you can watch them and you will feel that even though it's from a movie and it's fabricated, but you will feel that group flow in you and it sparks that within you. So it's contagious. That's amazing. I, I, you know, it just makes me want to ask my next question without even pause. (laughs) How do I get there? It sounds like, it sounds like I want to feel that way. I want others uh, to feel that way 
with me, how, how do you get into it? Because I, I know it happens, but I'm not always necessarily aware of the circumstances uh, that get me there. Right. And so this is, uh, let me go through a couple steps here. So first we want to go through what the key indicators are of being in flow so that you know when you're in it and when you're not. And then each person gets into their flow state in their own unique way. And there's a three-step process that I will walk your listeners through as well. And then we could talk about it afterwards. So as I mentioned already, flow is triggered at the intersection of skill and challenge. And the uh, psychologist, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, in his research, because of this, he discovered that when you look at the majority of people who are getting into flow, it's not the yogis or the musicians or the athletes. It's, it's not that. It's actually people just going through the business of their day-to-day -day lives. So the key indicators of being in flow are losing a sense of time, losing a sense of yourself. And that's because the prefrontal cortex turns off and that's where you keep track of time and that's where your inner critic lives. So you lose sense of time and you lose sense of self because your prefrontal cortex is just temporarily shut down. Ideas and insights are coming in from out of the blue. The neocortex is amped up, dramatically increasing learning speed, as well as receiving, you know, new and inciting information. So I new ideas and insights are coming in from out of the blue. There's a sense of things coming together with a sense of ease. And that comes from the hormonal rush that we we have uh, norepinephrine, we have serotonin, we have dopamine going, we have um, an oh, I, I always mess up this one in and and I'm missing one, but I'm just going to move on for now. So that brings us to this sense of ease where we can do something that might have been hard before, but suddenly feels easy. There's this positive feedback loop where the more you get into it, the more you get out of it. So you stay deeply engaged. It, it's you know deep focus and deep engagement. And then you experience incredible joy. So if you think about those key indicators, you want to remember a time when you were in the flow state and recreate that memory so that you can go through these next three steps that I'm going to go through with you to figure out how you uniquely get into the flow state. And if the flow state is new for you, do not worry. You will just take all of this information, take those key indicators and observe yourself for a couple of weeks looking for a time when you slip into flow. And then you can apply these three questions to figure out your flow strategy. And since I'm a violinist, I'm going to Set us up with a little music and then I'm going to walk you through the three steps. to either think of a time, remember a time, or find a time when you slip into the flow state. Then I want you to ask yourself, where? Where am I when I get into the flow state the most? 
And with that place in mind, what am I doing? What am I doing on the outside and on the inside? Now ask why. Why is it so meaningful? What you do on the inside is your most compelling internal self-motivator. And knowing what you do on the inside means you can now shift into your flow state on purpose. Why it's so meaningful is your most compelling external self-motivator. And knowing why it's so meaningful means you can now shift into your flow state with purpose. What I like to call a flow strategy are those two things, what you're doing on the inside and why it's so meaningful. because I was reflecting on, uh, you know, everything you asked me, you know, recreate the memory of that flow state. What was I doing? What was it like? How did it feel? And I started to think about the times that I lost my sense of time, lost my sense of self, uh, felt a sense of ease and was getting this positive feedback loop from what was happening and, and, and got great joy. And I kept thinking, I, I try to take as much as often as I can uh, a 45 minute walk every day in the, in the forest. I live in a beautiful, beautiful forest um, just outside of Toronto. And, and I have the absolute glorious pleasure of walking through there every day. And every day I put in my earbuds and sometimes I listen to a podcast or sometimes I listen to something else. But the places where I experience, uh, you know, those key flow indicators, I'm always listening to music. Mm. And so as you started, I literally like, I don't know if you saw me, but I like, I had to put my head back, right? And I, because I was absolutely captivated and I started to reflect and say, oh my goodness, I'm in flow when there's music on and I'm walking and I, I get to kind of reflect and decompress and and do all that stuff so and then as the music started coming I you put me into flow yes <laughs> and now you know why I perform during my keynotes <laughs> it's been really fun during all of these zoom <laughs> presentations because I see in the chat I'm getting into my flow state just listening to her 
And that's because it's contagious. And But I do want to talk about that walk in the woods because according to Mihai, she sent Mihai, walking is a skill. <laughs> we take it for granted. Walking is a skill. Being out in nature brings it out in us. And so when you apply a challenge to this skill, okay? So what I do is when I hit a wall and I really need to get past it, I need to have an innovative thought, I need to get into that creativity, I will on purpose take a walk. And so what I'll do is before I take the walk, I will set an intention. This is one problem I need to solve. And then I will go take the walk. I will forget about the problem. I'll just go. And usually, not all the time, but about two thirds of the way through, it comes through. So this is an example where you could take, okay, I know I get in, you know, into this state here. Showers do it too. You could, I've done, have you ever gotten stuck with an email and you're like, oh, con, this is silly. I should be able to just write this email. Well, sometimes with those like, you know, smaller tasky things, I'll be like, okay, I'm stuck. All right, I'm going to go take a shower and I will figure out <laughs> how to write that email when I'm just the, you know, in the shower, that prefrontal cortex turns off. So awakening teams, can I give you my team? Yes. My recipe for team flow right now. Yes, because um, I wanted to link what you were doing. Okay, so it's great to be in your own flow. That's fantastic. But now um, if you want to create teams that feel limitless, what yes. is that? How, how do we do that? Yes. So, so far we've talked about, okay, how do you figure out your own flow strategy so you can increase your odds of getting into flow just by identifying it? We talked about how people in their flow state are influential. So they are, they're able to lead on a much more convincing way. So if, uh, let me just share a story because that's more fun. Um, there's a, a, a friend of mine who is a high school math teacher and she received a grant to innovate math curriculum that teenage students can relate to. So she assembled a cohort of teachers and they started the brainstorming process and what happened was is the closer they got to the deadline they were drying up with their creativity and she did not know how to lead them through their creative slump so we started out by figuring out her flow strategy so that she could get into a more influential leadership space and then she had me come in and we talked about the three steps the where the what and the why with the group and we had the teachers do peer-to-peer -peer coaching. So they walked each other through those three steps. They all figured out, took about 20 minutes to figure out what their flow strategies were. So now we had all their individual flow strategies figured out. Then we went to the project, innovating curriculum that teenagers can relate to their math. <laughs> and then we talked about the purpose, right? We aligned people through one purpose. And then we went back, okay, so skill and challenge, right? We have to get that challenge turned on. We went back and we identified all of the challenge spots that they had where they were stuck. That was it. This information is what sparked their team to have really productive brainstorming sessions and an ability to innovate through to the end of the project. And my friend Linda said that the outcomes far exceeded her expectations. Wow, what a wonderful story. And so tell me about how you, that's, you know, I, I see how you're working. How do you work with individuals and organizations to help them uh, maximize this um, magical, elusive space? 
which I'm doing my best to bring it down to earth and make it accessible for everyone. And, and because we are all wired for this, this is not some elitist thing. I think it's just that people, you know, if you think of, um, there's uh, documentation about brain surgeons who get so deep in flow, obviously they're in a high challenge situation that they're in such a heightened state that when they're out of that room, it's there's this strong craving to get back in there because it, it's just so exhilarating. So I, I break it down into three steps. There's, uh, first of all, there's just inspiring people, inspiring them because we already know there's a natural contagiousness then you educate them with the similar things that I educated people with today, the key indicators, how to get it, you know, figure out your own flow strategy. What's the neuroscience? I hit on a little bit of the neuroscience. So give them some education and then implement. How do you implement it? How do you, on purpose, try to get into your flow state on a daily basis? And one of the, one of the biggest killers of the flow state is distractions. And for people who are familiar with the Pomodoro technique, where you use a timer and everything, that kills it too. 90 minutes is the arc for a flow state experience. You want to dedicate 90 minutes to one thing, one thing, and let yourself become immersed. Turn everything off, make sure there's no distractions, get in there grapple with it rumble with it just stay in that space for 90 minutes to give yourself the chance to get into flow and and use your flow strategy to help you to get it you know get access to it in a quicker way <laughs> that is absolutely magical and i i think about myself and and you know as i work to consistently be uh, more productive more efficient get more things done one of the things i've learned about myself and my own work habits is i need to have those big chunks of time you know if i want to get something done like design a brand new course or, uh, you know, figure out something like that, or, you know, write a big document, record a podcast, think about what I'm going to do. I always need to block those big chunks of space so that I can get myself there. Is there anything I have a question about, you know, is there any place, a time of day that's better to get into flow versus others? Everyone will give you their own answer. You know, the morning people are going to say it's then. The night owls, they're going to say it's then. I have a friend who's had her best between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Yeah, I think that's a great point, too. I think a lot of people want to say, oh, you know, everyone talks about the 5 a.m. club. Therefore, I must find my flow at 5 a.m. And mm -hmm. I'm very, I am a 5 a.m. person. I am, I could write and design a whole course that from 5 to 545. That's my, my that's my great flow time. Uh, but maybe that's because all my kids are sleeping. <laughs> but I love that idea of customization. Flow is different for everyone. How they access it is different. What it looks like, sounds like, feels like is going to be a bit different. And when it happens is different. And it's all about maybe holding some space to identify your flow. Yeah. And if you, if you really are having a hard time figuring it out, just ask your friends like, okay, what's my unique thing? What do I have a knack for? And they'll, they'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah so i mean where can people find you how can people access you uh because our uh, half an hour together has um brought me great joy and uh, listening to you play is fantastic how can people find you 
Thank you for asking. My website is dianeallenspeaker.com and my name is spelled D-I-A-N-E-A-L-L-E-N. And what you're gonna find there at the bottom of the homepage is a place for you to get the worksheet for how to get into your flow strategy, a video about getting into your flow strategy, and a white paper that I just finished writing about bridging the gap between employers and employees during this time of the great resignation when when talent you know people are really struggling to engage their um and retain and attract talent so that's what that paper is about so you'll be able to you know sign up once and get all three of those and my email diane at dianeellenspeaker.com and one last question for you. What was the piece that you played during today's podcast? That is an unnamed piece of music that I have written that my niece, I, I have a terrible time writing my music. And I I usually contact my niece and she names them. And I, I guess I have to contact her. I didn't know that I needed to name that one. <laughs> I think that you do because... <laughs> I think you might have a market. I kind of, I, I kind of want to access that song so yeah. I can get into my flow. So uh, I think you need to name it and, um, you know, put it on a downloadable uh, thing on iTunes so we can all say, I need to get the flow right now. Where's yeah. that song? Yeah, I have, uh, I have to get my act together, Nicole. I, I, on the comments of my TEDx Naperville talk, there's so many people who are saying, where do I get this? Where do I get this? And I thank you for calling my attention to that. That's a project I need to take care of. <laughs> I, I, I mean it with all great intention, only but probably for my personal benefit, um, <laughs> the benefit of, of, of all the listeners about the whiteboard. Um, Diane, this has been an absolute pleasure. I knew what we were going to talk about. You mentioned there was going to bring music. I didn't, I didn't envision being as moved and it being as powerful as it was. And so I am so delighted to be able to share this with my listeners. And I am so thankful to have you on at the whiteboard with me today. Thank you. Hey, I would love you to do me a huge favor right now by supporting this podcast. But you're saying, I'm already listening. Isn't that supporting? I'm so thrilled that you do. If you could do me one quick favor by rating and reviewing this podcast, that will ensure that At The Whiteboard gets into the ear of every leader. In order to do it, locate the At The Whiteboard podcast and make sure you're on the landing page for the podcast listing and not just an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach ratings and reviews. Now, before you quickly go click the five stars, which is wonderful, even better is to go leave a review. We love your feedback and thoughts, and we love to continue providing you the value that you're looking for, tips and practical things that you can do to make yourself a limitless leader. Yours limitlessly. Until next time.